Check it out, Reedy. They're looking for dancers in the new production of the Giselle Ballet. They're even giving away free lessons for beginners. They're practically begging us to try out. Oh, this is so cool. We could be famous. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a prima ballerina. Me too, just like a music box. And we get to wear Let's go for it. Now here we come. Moon Podcast Escalation. everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime we talk about why it is that we love it so much and this week we have i mean it's the it's the best fish's eye episode uh, right is it i think it is i think it's probably the best fish's eye episode which is not saying much I mean, it might be the least offensive Fish's Eye episode, but I think some of the other episodes might have been better. The one where he pretends to be a fairy is pretty good, but very stupid. <laughs> this one at least makes a slight bit of sense. If you say so. <laughs> but yes, we are watching episode 145 of Sailor Moon. Is that right? 145, yep. Yeah, episode 145. We're almost... Almost three quarters of the way through the series. Dang. Okay, no response to that. All right. Wait. Uh, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) We are watching episode 145 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Become a Prima, Usagi's Ballet. And to help us talk about that, we have welcomed back a good friend of the show. Emily Gerald is here. Emily, welcome back. Hi, guys. How are you today? I am uh, doing just fine for recording a podcast at 8 a.m. my time. It's look, look, this is a gift I give to you. Wow. Thank you so much, Chris. I've it's what I always wanted. I used to like to sleep in. I used to be a night owl, but now I go to bed at like nine o'clock. I get I've been up since six. Wow. It's great. Wait, you when did this happen? Shortly after my marriage. <laughs> really? Because I feel like we record a lot and you were always kind of going like I hate being up. Well, I was also uh, not properly medicated at the time. Jordan. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of factors in why I was so tired all the time from most of okay. this show's run. Okay. No, but Emily, look, you're going to do this podcast, then you'll have the whole day ahead of you. Yeah, that's true. It's a brand new day, of sa- starting off with Sailor Moon, yeah. which really Isn't is the, the best, best way to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, Emily, you were here last back in uh, the Tomoe days. You were here with us for uh, Vilui. Yes. Uh, and, and Telu. Yeah, Telu, my girl. Who did not last, sadly. <laughs> no, sadly. They they rarely do. They uh, Sailor Moon is so strange. They give, like, so many episodes to, like, the first villain that comes up, and then they realize that they ran out of time, so they gotta, like, rush through the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. I think you were here for the first and last appearances of both Tillu and Villoy, which were two episodes in a row. Yep. Uh, 
So if anyone wants to hear you on those, and they should, those were very fun episodes. Uh, the phrase sexy chandelier is thrown around a lot in those. Uh, wait, what did I say? Uh, oh, I forget. I don't try not to pay attention. <laughs> oh, you fucking. We're starting early on being a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, oh there it is. There it is. Callbacks. That was episode 121 that you were here for the first time. Uh, but in that time, it's been it's been 24 episodes since then. Have you had any Sailor Moon developments in your life? Well, I did go see the new musical that came out, which was incredible. And I'm wearing a new Sailor Moon shirt from, uh, I think it's Paper Beat Scissors on Twitter. It's got oh, all the girls I- hanging out in their uh, civilian oh. clothes. It's super cute. Yeah, that that art is fantastic. I've faved so much of that stuff. That's awesome. But yeah, the new musical is so good. I hope you guys get to watch it at some point, but not yet. Because That's the one that was in theaters? Yeah, yeah, it came out in theaters. I had to drive a couple of hours to see it. <laughs> uh, speaking of theaters, we should say, I don't think it will have happened by the time this episode airs, but uh, the S movie and the Supers movie are coming to theaters. Yeah. Uh, I got PR from Viz on that. And if you missed the R movie the first time. And if you missed the R movie, it's coming back. Uh, so I, I'm hopefully going to get to see those the same way I saw the R movie. And Jordan, I know you're probably going to go see them, right? It's it's a lot harder now with a baby, so we'll see. I, I really want to. Just send her to the past. <laughs> well, I, I forgot. We're talking about your baby. Yes. Just send him to the past. It's my baby. <laughs> Send, send him to teenage Jordan. I'm sure teenage Jordan would be just great, just fantastic, as good as teenage Usagi <laughs> at raising children. Probably better. Probably better. Wait. Okay. Sorry. I thought you meant better than present day Jordan. I was no, about to be like, no, oh, bro, you gotta get it in shape. <laughs> no, better than Usagi. Ah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Emily, you saw the the musical. Any anything else? I mean, like I've heard it's very very good. I would like to watch it, even though our previous musical experience was uh, not great. No, dudes, these new musicals are way better than the Dracul musical that you guys oh. saw. They really have upped their game since then. Yeah, it's so good. It like um I've I've gotten random merchandise, but I don't remember what it is that I've gotten since you I recorded with you guys. So just assume I always have new Sailor Moon merchandise because I have poor impulse control. Do you know what the latest thing you've gotten is? I did. There was this uh lottery type thing where you like bought like a ticket and you could win like they had like different types of merchandise. So I bought a few of those and I got this. I know you guys aren't big on Pegasus and honestly, he's not really a great character, but I think he's very cute. And I got this little Pegasus plush that is adorable. It's only like like four inches tall, but it's very cute. I'll have to take a picture and uh, post it on Twitter. All right, look, if if that's your thing, then then God bless you. <laughs> it looks good in my collection. And I think that's what really matters. Sure, well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, Emily? Yes. Since that has all been established, what do you say we just go ahead and get into the episode this week? Well, there's one thing I think we should discuss before we do the episode. Oh, okay. And that's Final whether episode. or not you need a conscience to do science. Oh, we do we need to return to this <laughs> conversation? 
Hey, who won that vote? Just real quick, when you put that when you put that up I don't on think, Twitter, how many people said Jordan, you're a sociopath? I don't think we did a vote for that one. We did a vote because we definitely did. Did we? Really? If we didn't do a vote, we just said it on the show and people tweeted at us. Yeah, I think we got tweeted at, but I don't think uh, uh, I don't think we did a vote. The vote we did was about whether she was a chandelier or whatever I called her. Ugh. Anyway, we're gonna do the show now. Okay. <laughs> This week's episode is has a very short title. It might be the shortest title I remember seeing in the Japanese version, uh, which is Become a Prima Usagi's Ballet. Jordan. Yeah. Did our good, good best friends uh-huh. over at uh, Cloverway Industries Incorporated LLC, Inc. Wow. Did they leave that title alone? No, Chris. No, they did not. Okay. Uh, does it have the word tutu in it? Uh, yes. How did you get that? Because of course it does. Because of course it does. Is it tutu trouble? You are so close. You got the first two letters of the last word. Tutu tribulations. No. Look, I've been reading the Bible a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> tutu two two troubles is right there yeah why would they have it be anything else because there's really a little bit more treachery than trouble two two treachery but actually two two treachery is a pretty good title honestly (laughs) they should have just called this episode black swan (laughs) (laughs) or wait no isn't there they shouldn't they have named it after the uh the anime that black swan was stolen from Oh, perfect blue. There you go. That's imperfect blue. (laughs) Got him. Got it. Nailed. Cloverway, if you still exist in any capacity, I am available for hire. I think uh, I think they're a branch of Toei, aren't they? Are they? Or they were anyway. I have no idea. Let's see. Uh, Yeah. Cloverway was a branch of the Toei company. Yeah, defunct as of 2007. Okay, okay. sorry, Cloverway. R.I.P. Cloverway. Uh, R.I.P. Cloverway. Or, as Cloverway would say, oh, God, it nope. would have been great if I had a Greek joke there. <laughs> you know what, Chris? I think you would fit right in there because they often name the episodes without having a good joke as well. Grave consequences, Cloverway. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Look, it's it's a living. Uh, so as I said before, this is episode 145, uh, which is called uh, Become a Prima Usagi's Ballet. It was written by Genki Yoshimura. The director was Harume Kosaka, and the animation director was Mari Tomonaga. It originally aired on August 19th, 1995. Hmm. And... Before we get into it, uh, I've been watching the new dub. Viz sent over a copy of the the new Supers uh, Blu-rays. Uh, thank you to Viz. They're great. Uh, oh, is this the, the second half or, or the, still the first half? This is the first half. Still, this the, first first half. still the first half. Uh, the second half is not out yet. But I will say this. Um, if you remember, I talked about this, I think, when I got the R Blu-rays as well. But the first season, I didn't really think the Blu-rays were worth it because the the transfer was kind of bad. And I don't know if that's just because that's just all they had left of Sailor Moon from 1992. 
this season is actually it actually looks very very good on blu-ray uh but whether you get the blu-ray or the dvd it's absolutely worth it for the new dub oh yes and we will be getting into that a little bit later when jordan you didn't watch the new dub no no oh you have a surprise something amazing happens later but even in the uh the little pre-episode teaser there's a really good part where uh uh, Usagi and Chibiusa say that yeah. if uh, that <laughs> if if you're gonna be humiliated anyway, you gotta dance like nobody's watching, <laughs> <laughs> which is extremely funny. Oh, see, really, in the Japanese, I actually real I wrote down because I really loved the Japanese version. Yeah, which said, "You can either be a fool or a dancing fool. I'd rather be a dancing fool." <laughs> Yeah. You can either be human or a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you can either be a fool or a dancing fool is like what Japanese teens had in their AM profiles in the <laughs> mid 90s. Same the way right. that here in America we had dance like nobody's watching and love like you've never been hurt. Ridiculous. Uh, right, so, I, I'd rather be a dancing fool than just a regular fool. Sure, why not? Jordan, I've never seen you dance. Yeah, I dance for my baby sometimes. Oh, do you do you do do you spin around with your head, uh, maintaining the same position thirty one times? Uh, n- no, that's okay. doesn't sound physically possible. Ah, uh, well, I mean, maybe you should go to the uh, the Yamagashi Ballet Company. Maybe you should become a prima. Maybe you should become a prima, Jordan's ballet. Let's do this. I love it. Because they're offering free lessons for beginners, Jordan. Chris, that's just one of the many dumbass things in this show. <laughs> because I I mean, I guess I guess uh, no, you know what? Maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm just maybe I was taking this ballet company more seriously than I should have. Cuz like, yeah, you know, when I was in high school, I was in teen theater and they were like, "Yeah, you don't have to have experience. Come on down." And we'll put you in a fucking play. <laughs> it's just not going to be that good. <laughs> I mean, that's how look, they get you. The first one's free. Look, spoiler warning, but we will find out at the end of the episode that uh, Yamagishi, who's running this uh, ballet academy, is like, yeah, people are really going to like it if it sucks. If like the dancers are bad, it's people are really going to engage with it. So this makes perfect sense. <laughs> that's not exactly what he says, but all right. Look, he wants them to be relatable. They are going to be performing a ballet called Giselle. Uh, I did not look this up to find out if it was a real ballet or That's not. That's a real but ballet. It is? Okay. Do you know anything about it? I mean, other than what we see in this episode? I mean, I think it's like a I think it's like a Swan Lake type thing. Oh yeah, it's the first it's the first uh first thing that comes up when you Google Giselle as well. Um here, let me let me tell you what happens. <laughs> I, know, I know what happens because I listen to Ami Mizuno. Let me, let me, that, okay. Well, let's see what Wikipedia has to say. I trust it more than math. Book. You trust Wikipedia more than Ami Mizuno? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Wikipedia dare finished you? first on its tests. That's because Wikipedia has psychic powers. <laughs> it's cheating. So here's what That's it has to Wikipedia say. is a whole bunch of people in a trench coat. Ami's just one girl. <laughs> Technically, you're right. Wikipedia is a brain school reject. Uh, the ballet is about a peasant girl named Giselle who dies of a broken heart after discovering her lover is betrothed to another. The 
Willis, a group of mystic and supernatural women who dance men to death, summon Giselle from her grave. They target her lover for death, but Giselle's great love frees him from their grasp. The Willis are particularly haunting characters. They are spirits of virgin girls who died before they married. Uh, these creatures are very popular in romantic era ballets. Uh, and then it goes a little bit more into depth on who they are and how they work and how they hate men because they all died of a broken heart. Yeah, uh, Ami gets this done in like two sentences. I don't know what we're still doing here. <laughs> the show was long enough already. It's interesting that this is very much saying like they like raise her from the dead, whereas the Sailor Moon version is she turned into a fairy. Yeah, this the woman betrayed by her love who becomes a fairy spirit. That's it. Okay. Uh, later spared the men she loved from being killed by the other fairies. Well, I see. You know what? So, Actually, I think the version where <laughs> I think the version where undead angry virgin girls <laughs> are mentioned i think is a little bit more interesting oh <laughs> uh, i mean you know fair i suppose <laughs> one thing to note uh all the couples are sitting together at the uh at crown today at fruit pallor oh are they let's see let me look i i, I didn't notice yeah. they got back together after breaking up so, so dramatically they, did not break up. they never broke up Oh well, first, but so so it starts with Usagi and Chibi walking, and they see the the the, the poster that says, as as we said, that says um, free lessons for. Jordan, we're already past it. We're into, we're into fruit parlor now, right? But I want to talk about Chibi in her little tanuki outfit. She does wear a little tanuki outfit. It is very <laughs> cute. Like Usagi imagines herself as a ballerina, a, a perfect ballerina, and Chibi in a little like tanuki outfit, banging on her belly. It's very funny. It is. Uh, I want to do a quick fashion corner. Oh, I'm so glad you said this. I love everyone's outfits in this scene. Well, well, then Emily, why don't you take us through them? Well, Save Ray for last, though. Okay, yeah. I was going to start with Ray because I was most excited about her. But I just this is one of my favorite Usagi outfits. She's got this. It's a. It's like a tank top, but it has like a collar on it and it's got little bows down the front. And Minako has these overalls on that are totally precious. And I like Ami and Makoto just have like these like simple kind of like elegant little like outfits that are sort of like Makoto's is a shirt underneath. I think that's a dress. I can't really see yeah. what she's mm-hmm. got going on as far I think as she's worn it go, before. I'm pretty sure it's a dress. And Ami also appears to be wearing a dress. It's just this nice little blue uh, sleeveless dress. And then Ray. Ray looks like she is ready for the club. Ray has on. uh, It's a red crop top with a boob window. And she is rocking it. A short sleeve turtleneck crop top with a power girl window. It's crazy. And high waisted white jeans. It's well, extremely good. You, you know, it's it's interesting. You guys say you guys said it club because that's funny because my reaction was that looks really classy. I would wear that to a ballet probably. <laughs> you wear that? <laughs> Please, somebody draw fan art of Jordan in that crop top. <laughs> uh. So Usagi is great for the ballet because she's very dramatic, which we know because when she goes to put on her ballet flats, she finds a tag. Oh, my God. (laughs) You really are zooming through this episode. My God. It's nothing's happened yet. I don't know if you know this. We usually talk about the 22 minute show for an hour and a half. (laughs) 
we, yeah, we find stuff to talk about. I, Go ahead. Jordan, I have also been here for three years. So, yeah, she finds a tack in her shoe, in her ballet thing. <laughs> Flatster. Uh, and she goes into a speech about uh, how the cruelty of the other ballerinas trying to stop her by putting obstacles in her way. But she's going to surpass them and become Japan's greatest prima ballerina. And then Chibi calls her the fuck out. Yes. Yeah. She because uh, it turns out that's just what happened on a on a ballet soap opera the previous night, the star of ballet. Yeah, she put attack in her own shoe because she was like role playing jealous ballet action. Yeah, getting into character. Oh, we should also say I did skip over this. Uh Usagi has been cast in Giselle. But she is not playing Giselle. She is playing the perfect shining role for her. She doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Put a pin in that or attack, you might say, and we'll get yeah. back to that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. But think about what ballet dancers do and, and what you would cast a, a dancer, even an inexperienced one, to do in your ballet production. So also, also before that scene, you see like about 27 ballet dancers who we will never see again. Yes. <laughs> we get some stuff about how Usagi's fat again. Yeah. What? Mm, love me that fat shaming. Get, like, Which is, again, A, not true, and B, like, rude regardless of here, Usagi's weight. Here's what's funny about that shot. Like, I'm looking at the shot where the, the two of them are, 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 are practicing or stretching and everything, um, and Chibi's calling her fat. Chibi is definitely has a thicker waist than Yusagi does. And I'm not saying Chibi's fat, but I'm saying, like, as you, as we always say, this show has ridiculous uh, character designs. She, she is, you could put both of your hands around her waist and, like, touch your fingers. It's insane. Yeah, like, yeah. the the image that they show to demonstrate how fat Usagi is, it just looks like she has skin that's like folding as she moves, which is a totally normal thing for your body to do. Yeah. Yeah, they do a weird little zoom in on this thing that's supposed to be like a muffin top, but it, it does not... It, it, it's very weird, and I hate it when this is a plot point. I feel like this is the most Usagi is fat joke since episode two. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's going to come back in the climactic fight scene, which is weird. And, like, everybody's going to get in on it. Yeah. Fucking Darian's going to get in yeah. on it. Spoilers. Jesus. You mean my, my baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> D- Darian White. <laughs> so so across, the, across the hall. So now, now, again, I go back to the fact that we just saw, like, 27 baller- ballerinas. And but apparently what we're actually doing is we're, we're, we've got the actual practice is, hey, there's two totally inexperienced bozos, one of whom we already established can't be in the show. So it's just here for fun. Right. Because they. Sp- well, I think maybe this is maybe just the beginner class. Maybe they're the only ones that signed up. Well, no, except that then across the room is the person who's the lead in the show. Yeah, but she's not in the class. She's just dan- like practicing. Just she's rehearsing. This makes sense. Okay, to me. they just have one room because you had like the company show up, and then these are the extras that are rehearsing in the same space at a different time. All right. Uh, so this is Kiriko, and Kiriko is having a lot of trouble suppressing her humanity. Oh my god! <laughs> if you can't suppress your humanity, this performance is a complete failure. 
Chris. What a phrase. <laughs> Suppressing humanity. Because uh, Giselle is a fairy, and as we all know, fairies have no humanity. Uh, if only there was someone around who had experience <laughs> pretending to be a fairy. Funny we'll get you to say it that. In a second. Uh, I do want to point out that Kiriko looks like Naru. <laughs> I thought that too. She's got a little bit of that hair wave that Naru has. She kind of looks like Naru, but plainer. Well, she looks like Naru with her hair pulled back. And so when I saw the, I, I wasn't really listening to the dialogue when the next episode teaser played on the last one and i thought i was like wait i thought we had naru's last appearance is this gonna be like a i'm really in the ballet now serena <laughs> that would have been great so yusaki's like all right let's do this and uh all of a sudden all of her friends are horning in on her glory well before we get to that we get a person who does have experience playing a fairy that's right everybody fish's eye has also signed up for the free ballet classes <laughs> We don't even get a scene in the bar this time. Nope. I kind of like that. I like that we have an episode where we just start and like Fisheye has already got like his plan going and he's already doing stuff. And then like we sort of get introduced to that by way of the scouts getting involved. Yeah, it's coincidence is the gasoline that drives the engine of the show. Uh, but yeah, so Fish's Eye is there, which indicates that the the beautiful dreamer in this episode is going to be the dance instructor not kiriko right right it's gonna be mr yamagishi then the rest of the scouts show up so the, the, the scouts are there in color-coded uh outfits which is great love it love i want to talk about the fact that venus's hair is up aka vanished yeah gone She's able to get that massive amount of hair into two tiny little loops. Yeah, but those braids are so cute. Or actually one tiny little loop. Those those braids have the tensile strength of steel. <laughs> because there is so much hair woven into them. <laughs> it looks great. No, it's a great look for her. She should use it more often, but she won't. Uh yeah, I like everybody's. I like I like these subtle differences in everybody's little ballet outfits like Ami's is very plain and is just like a leotard and tights but but jupiter's looks very sporty mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and ray has accessorized <laughs> yes, yeah because she's she's a little bit extra uh so the class is now literally five sailor scouts a sailor scout in training and a bad guy yeah yeah and uh, oddly enough uh Makoto is not good at this. Well, none of them are yet. But like she's like the first one they show like really like screwing up, which is interesting. It falls directly on top of of uh Minako, which is very funny. See, she's still maybe she's No. and then and then I like when Ray kicks the instructor in the chest. Yeah. You know who is good at this? You know who we never see fucking up? Who? Ami. Oh. Like in that scene where I Ray, feel like that makes sense. Yeah, in the scene where Ray can't keep her leg straight, Ami's just like in in the pose doing it. You know why? She's a swimmer. She understands the math of ballet. It's true. She understands the angles. <laughs> I wish we had that scene that's in every sports anime where she was like, "I can see the angles." <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. Here. <laughs> Either that or it's just something about having blue hair makes you good at ballet. Maybe so, because Fish's Eye is also extremely good at ballet. 
Of course. Now, uh, this is what I want to talk about. This is what starts, this starts off the plot. Fish's Eye just starts going, but for, first of all, fuck you, Fish Eye. <laughs> for everything. <laughs> but specifically in this case. I was going to say, like, wow, that's really harsh. And then I remembered, like, what the villains do in this season. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fine, actually. <laughs> no, but in this case, I'm saying it because even put aside that, that she wants to, you know, steal this guy's beautiful dream and all that shit. He, uh, put aside all of those things, Fisheye is going to a beginner ballet class. Everybody's going, all right, you, let, me, let me teach you how to put your foot up on a bar. Oh, everybody's making mistakes on that. And Fisheye just goes, oh, let me show them some shit. Boom! And like just busts out this amazing ballet moves. What the fuck are you doing here? Go to a real ballet thing. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, do you think Fisheye has money? Uh, get a job in the ballet they, if you're that good, is what I'm saying. That's an excellent question, because they can definitely afford all kinds of <laughs> costumes and outfits and disguises. No, they get those magically. So, One, two, yeah, three. that's what I was going to say, is I'm pretty sure the outfits are magic. They were at a public bar the other time, buying drinks, and never got, you know, kicked out for... <laughs> is the, like, Anything. how much is a ticket to the Dark Moon Circus? Do you think they have performances? They're a circus. I don't think they have performances. Well, then it's how would anyone get there? Hanging out if you don't have it's just hanging out with weirdos if you don't have performances of your circus. Chris, how do you expect anyone to get to a giant circus in the sky? Uh, sailor teleport, obviously. <laughs> okay, if you're not a sailor scout, uh, ladders, probably just ladders. Ah, of course. Um, so. Mr. Yamagishi uh, is checking out Fisheye, and he's like, oh, that dancing is so good, yet somehow cold. Like like a yeah. fish. Like a fish. Like a cold fish, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly the kind of emotionless lack of humanity that I want, which is not at all disturbing to see in a dancer. Did you guys notice that, uh, oh, that Fisheye's earrings are fish? Yep. yep. They're very cute. Very good. Oh, and they give Fisheye the ooh, ooh, ooh music, too. Yeah, the old... Because uh, he's so pretty. The old uh, Outer Senshi music. Yep. Yep. So what he says is, oh, this is so aggravating. And oh, so, okay, let, let, me, let me tell you. I got aggravated by this, and then I kind of talked myself out of being 100% aggravated. He goes, yes, I think watching you will expand my image of Giselle. What he does not say is, I'm firing my Giselle and casting you. But that's what everyone hears. What he says is, hey, I just, hey, I would like to watch you so I can get better Giselle ideas. I think that's you're giving him says. a little too much benefit of the doubt because it does sound like he wants Fisheye for the part. Right. Except, again, it's just no one ever lets anyone speak. And so that's what I was, what I was going to say was that how aggravating that is. But then I was kind of like, as Chris likes to point out, this is a show for babies. Yes. <laughs> So maybe this is teaching babies the lesson. Hey, why don't you talk about shit? <laughs> I do think that she should have waited for him to finish talking instead of getting yeah. storming off. Yeah, because he goes, so, he, like when she's like, I can't believe you're going to cast her as Giselle. He goes, oh, hang on. That's like, that's not what I was going to do. Let me finish saying what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, but she's not having it. 
she it's very off. aggravating. Yeah. So so yeah, we yeah, we, we so he sees Fisheye says like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I want to I really want to watch you. I really want to watch you dance cuz uh cuz of my, you know, whole thing where I'm casting a Giselle situation." And Fisheye's like, "I'm happy to help." He's like, "Great." And then what's her name? Kiriko. Uh, Kiriko comes up and is like, "What? You're going to give her the role?" And he's like, "No, listen to what I have to say." She comes up and she's like, "Oh, you piece of shit." Yep, she is. She is like, <laughs> "How do you how, how dare you, you piece of shit?" Uh, and he goes, he literally says, listen to what I have to say. And she goes, no, and leaves. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a really great moment where we uh, get Fish's Eyes internal monologue. And he's like, sucks for her. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, I mean, every person present, I understand. Every person present believes that he is firing Kiriko and casting Fisheye. And... It is based on the fact that he said a real weird-ass thing. He doesn't go, hey, oh, man, I'll have to have Kiriko watch you so she can do a better job as Giselle. He doesn't like, he doesn't say any of the sensible things. He says it in a weird, Three's Company-esque, this can be taken two ways in order to fuel the plot way. Whatever. It's a ridiculous premise, but there we what are. What we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> so what happens here? is uh like usagi back in the locker room has not He's gotten tired. changed she's come back to the locker room and fallen across the bench while everyone else has changed we also get a wide shot that shows us that ray is actually wearing high-waisted bell bottoms what wait 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 wait, wait. let me go back fashion to that. icon yeah, holy <laughs> shit you're right list girl in 1995 that's insane uh so obviously usagi hey, and... you think she got those at jeans shop Oh, and I think uh, Mako's outfit is actually maybe a romper instead of just Ooh, a dress. It might be. It's it's like there's a lot of good fashion in this episode. There's some good sailor fashion. Uh, Ami and Mina's we've seen before, but I'm, I'm pretty sure these are new outfits for Mako and Ray. Uh, so obviously Usagi and Chibiusa are very concerned about Kiriko. So that's the power of friendship. Power of friendship. Yeah, they're going to go befriend this extremely dramatic. Uh, impatient ballerina. Yes, and and she already regrets doing it. She she regrets telling this guy off. She's like, I shouldn't have been so mean. I shouldn't have said that. And 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 Yusaki's like, Hey, no, it makes sense. You, you know, you you lose the role just because he has a whim. And she's like, No, I lost the role because I'm not good enough. Oh, which is sad. Um, and so then Chibi uh gives her the best advice that totally solves everything, which is you should try your best. Yeah. Easy peasy. Stop being such a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I actually had you fucking lazy piece of shit in my notes, Chris. Oh my so. god. Jordan, why are you so rude? <laughs> I, because I'm this is this is not legitimate. This is me making fun of Chibi because I think that's ridiculous. Um like Chibi sitting there going, Yeah, I watched you. You were phoning it in. Maybe if you were trying harder, you would still be the lead. Um, what a ridiculous thing to say. Anyway. Uh, she also says your ballet is warm and gentle and not that is cold true. and dead. <laughs> like a fish. Eyes like a doll's eyes. <laughs> oh, it, ma- it makes her feel happy just to see her do the ballet. Yeah. So Kiriko is also in love with uh, Yamagishi. So it's like the play. You guys. Oh, wait. What? Hey, quick question. Um, she loves. How old do you think? 
both of them are uh, the the ballerina and her oh, teacher. Great question. Great question. Because you're right. Like uh, the fact that they're casting complete dunces in this show would make you ex- expect. Yeah, these must. She must be a teenager too. But she's about to get with the director, and that would be. Well, I guess that's par for the course on this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Jordan? But she does appear to be about the same age as Usagi. If I were being generous, I might say she's like 18, but like... She is thinner than Usagi. That's she's taller. Creepy, so. too. She's taller. I think she comes off as like, you know, I, I think she's in her 20s because oh. she's taller. Okay. And she has like, um, I mean, this is weird. She has a sharper face. That's true. Like, her her the point of her of her chin she has like an adult like when they were sketching out the face they just went to adult two and got the template out yeah you have a point her chin is slightly sharper she's got like her in his face basically we haven't seen that in a while boy we didn't even mark the the last episode of miss haruna did we i think it was just so early we didn't know we were looking for last episodes speaking of inappropriate relationships <laughs> uh Chibi goes home and and texts her horse, buddy. <laughs> Gets on horse Skype. Uh scores. Like all oh, God, on Google horse outs. Like all that happens is like Chibi goes home and is just like, oh man. Gets on horse time. Gets on horse time. Horse time. Uh, gets on horse time and goes, Oh man, adult relationships are difficult. And then he's like, Yeah, relationships. Yeah. Like every episode yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah, girl, that sucks. Yeah. Wow. And that's our act <laughs> break, actually. <laughs> Man, that's a real cliffhanger. Yeah. That's a real serious cliffhanger there. What if that was the end of the episode, actually? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't miss that much. Uh, so, George. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, but I would be doing a little bit better. If we were getting $47,000? Yes. <laughs> if more people were uh, supporting the show. And maybe you can tell them how they can do that. Yes. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash business and donate as much as a dollar a month. I mean, as little as a dollar a month, or yeah. as much as not, not as much as a dollar a month. Come on, man! As little as a dollar a month, as much as all the money you want. That helps us uh, be motivated to do this. No, and also it helps us, you know, live life and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the money does help the motivation. It does. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, just straight up, if I'm being completely honest with everybody, I have noticed that it's dipped a little bit, which yeah. is fine. Not everybody can support all the time. That's totally cool. Uh, but we do have some exciting uh, stretch goals coming up. Uh, at $1,000 a month, of course, Jordan and Allie are going to be making some more music for the show. At $1,250, i am going to be doing some playthroughs of the Sailor Moon and Xena video games, uh, which would be very, very fun to do. Uh, I just added a new goal, actually, at $1,500 a month. Uh, Ali Stock and I will do a limited run side project podcast called Monkey Business, where we watch through the amazing uh, Netflix original New Legends of Monkey, which is an extreme. Like, if you like the the action pack shows of the nineties, it's amazing. 
It's delightful. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Also, of course, uh, at $1,400 a month, uh, James D'Amato of the OneShot Network will run us through a session of the Hercules and Xena role-playing game. Uh, he's already done the Sailor Moon role-playing game for me and Jordan, which, if you'd like to hear, is in the uh, archives of OneShot. I played uh, Makoto. Jordan, you played Asagi. Yeah. It was so much fun. A uh, friend of the show, Cat Cool, played as Minako, which is very, very fun. And... Uh, Let's see. And at $47,000 a month, uh, we'll do the show every day. We'll do a show every day, at least. And? Oh, and at $60,000 a month, we'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. So if you you are sick of our voices, it just takes $60,000 to stop us. Yeah. So uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash sailor business and kick in a little bit. If you like the shows uh, and you want to get more of them, that's what funds our, our chibi business uh, episodes like the one we just did. where We went through all of the crimes of all the villains on Sailor Moon. Such a fun idea. Which I uh, had a ton of fun with. Uh, and our Gabby sodes on Xenobiz, which we'll be getting back to some stuff. I have two Xena novels to read for that, actually. Full novels? Gee whiz. Yeah, well, tie-in books. I mean, look, we did we did tie-in novels for this show. Uh, well, you did. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have. They're good. Liam Centaur, uh, who, by the way, uh, was nice enough to send us over the new Cutie Honey manga, which is fantastic, and you should go read it if you're if you're a fan of Cutie Honey or think you might be a fan of Cutie Honey. I am. Safe to say, if you're a fan of this, you might be a fan of Cutie Honey. Yes. How risque does it get? Uh, that's a good question. I don't well. have Andy in the other room, uh, but you know, a little bit. I would say maybe maybe teen plus on that one. Okay, so more more so than Sailor Moon for sure. Uh, yes, uh, Jordan, we've gotten yes. a lot of really great emails lately. Oh, great! Uh, and I want to talk about a couple of them. Uh, Rebecca sent over uh, a. Uh, the subject line was, uh, I wrote my literature final about Sailor Moon, and uh, she got an A. She got 100% on it. It was a project Ooh, that she sent over. That, that was all about Naoko Takeuchi and how Naoko Takeuchi changed manga. It's really great. It's got plenty of uh, citations and excerpts. I should send it to you because it's a really great paper. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for sending that. I would in. love to read that. Does she cite us? Because we're not a reliable you know, source. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know if she did cite us. I should look and see. Probably not. We had zero actual information yeah. to offer. Uh, uh, no, it's mostly just like interviews with Naoko Takeuchi. Sensible, sensible. Yeah. Yeah. This is some good content where I'm looking to see if we are mentioned. No, we are not mentioned. <laughs> Boo. Not mentioned. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, uh, it's sensible. We don't have anything to add to the conversation, really. We had some people sending us fan fiction to read for Chibisodes, Jordan, so that should be pretty fun. Great. Uh, we had a really uh, great email about uh, from Beth about uh, listening to the show and, and how that uh, helped her with anxiety and depression. I think I might have talked about that one already on the show, but it was very nice to see. Honestly, that is that is really nice. It's 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 been a real. Uh... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of depressing things in the world, and a lot of people are feeling it. And it's nice to know that we can help people find some joy. Yeah, 
I think so. Uh, do you want to do a Twitter question before we get yeah, back let's to do, it? Let's do it. Um, I've got a couple. Let's see. Uh, Eric wants to know who wins in an overly elaborate car chase. You, you deal or Sailor Uranus? What kind of question is that? <laughs> Sailor Uranus obviously is my answer. I mean, would, 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 I'm trying to imagine like a, a Sailor Moon style Mario Kart. That would be really fun, right? That would be the best game ever. That would be pretty fun. But I, I was about to say that like, there's no way that uh, Haruka's sweet sports car does not outrace that Toyota Corolla. But then I remembered that Toyota Corolla like backed through buildings and was fine. Yeah. So yeah. I think the only way that you deal would win is if she cheated, which she would do. Mm, yeah, that's a, I mean, yes, that, that's the thing. It would be a regular car race and then Udeal would be firing cannons well, and stuff. Well, here's the question, though. Is Udeal going to get into the car race only to find out that she has no brakes because it's a bunch of snails <laughs> and a note that says, fuck you, snail woman, uh, from the Met? <laughs> Entirely possible. Entirely possible. I think that's the real decider. That's what would happen if the Witches 5 were her pit crew. (laughs) (laughs) Which I imagine they would be. If there was, look, if there was a Sailor Moon Mario Kart, I would not want uh, Uranus to be in a car. Uh, Oh, she's on a motorbike? I would want her to be on the motorcycle with Neptune riding side saddle. Like the whole time, which is wonderful. Well, then you can't play Neptune. Uh, Well, I mean... Yeah, she gets her own lemon car, her own lemon or, violin, <laughs> cruise ship, cruise ship, just a big cruise ship on the racetrack. But you want her on her dirt bike, sponsored by the Century? Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of the Century, uh, here's a question from Azimov Fangirl. What a uh, segue! Which Sailor Moon villain is most likely to target Marvel Comics offices? Will Jordan be a victim or be invited to become a King of Heaven general or something similar because he has better plans? Oh, I Which think... villain has Jordan talked the most shit about? <laughs> I think Jordan would absolutely be a victim. Although, it would have to be like peak energy season. I'm like peak editing. It's, it's like it's not pure heart, for sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Not beautiful dreams? Not beautiful dreams. All right, so I guess I'm season one. Yeah. I'm about to like edit my best comic ever. Yeah. So like Darkhawk number four. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, but wouldn't it have to be a comic that like isn't quite there? Watch and I'm gonna say. like watch what you say right now, <laughs> my guy. No, I'm saying, wouldn't it have to be a comic that like has like a terrible fatal flaw in it that I have to go? Oh wait, I've got it. All you have to do is this, and that's like me editing the best ever. And that's when the new Disney executive Maxfield Stanton walks in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we nailed this. Uh, one more email before we get back to the show. Uh, we oh. got this one from Clarissa, who is at Winged Hat on Twitter. Uh, who you might remember her as the person who made the animatic of Rubius calling the Spectre Sisters pawns, which that is was so good, amazing, so good. Uh, I like. I cannot believe that we got to the level of people making animatics about our podcast. Like that's like that's that's like McElroy level, right? You made there. it. We did it, everybody. Uh, I'm a little hurt that it's just Jordan. <laughs> I'm not in that one, so whatever, yeah. whatever. But uh, she says, I think I have quite a different perspective than most of your guests. I'm a new Sailor Moon fan. 
I never watched the show as a kid, never read the manga, and whenever I encountered it online, I had no idea what it was. I have no nostalgia for Sailor Moon because I started watching the show five years ago in my third year of college. But I love Sailor Moon so much now. I've seen all three seasons of Sailor Moon Crystal, the whole season of the live-action Pretty Guardian, four of the five female cast Sarah Mew musicals many times, the R movie, the S movie, and the first four seasons of the 90s anime, I'm at the beginning of Stars. The only version I haven't experienced yet is the original manga, and the reason for that is the same reason I bought X-Men 92 Volume 1 and then gave it to my brother instead of reading it myself. Thanks. Uh, I don't <laughs> like to read comic books. Okay, fair. Hey, at least she bought it. Honestly, yes. You, you can do whatever you want with it after you buy it. Just make sure, make sure you get those pre-orders in, everybody. <laughs> uh, I just want to tell you not to give up hope in these dark times of Super S. It's going to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. <laughs> If you haven't been drained of all your energy by the end of the anime and afterwards still want to do episodes on the newest series musicals called Fourth Stage, uh, I would love to be considered as a guest because they are my favorite version of Sailor Moon. The musicals are why I love Chibiusa as a complex and not annoying character. In Petite Etrangère, when the tiny 10-year-old actress alone on a dark stage sings the line, I really am an unwanted child, there's no place for me, and her voice and expression both slide from sadness to murderous anger, you believe in small lady. Uh, that's honestly much better motivation than surprise birthday party uh, the musicals are also the opposite of the horrible breakup arc that chris hated so much i loved your speech in that episode of sailor business about a couple facing danger together being much more romantic and in nouveau voyage the song destiny calls has sailor moon and tuxedo mask fighting back to back and singing in harmony the constant struggle keeps coming down on us but that's the road to our certain future we'll never be apart when destiny calls and it's fucking awesome uh, so Tomi Okubo is Asagi is the perfect blend of goofy and heroic, adorably ridiculous, and an incredible force of love and willpower. And Yugi Yamato as Tuxedo Mask made me actually like Memoru. We have discussed uh, Yugi Yamato before. Same. Also, like, I definitely had Ooh. that. Because when I saw the new musical, it was the first time I had seen any of the new musicals. And just, like, actually seeing Yamato Yuka in action is just like... <sighs> well, you know. Oh, fanning myself. You've right seen now. her. Yeah. Uh, the Witches Five have a hilarious song where they constantly insult each other. Beryl dresses in a suit of armor and fights Endymion with a sword. Esmeralda has an extremely sexy song called We Are Your Nemesis. And even the Amazon trio are legitimately funny, likable, and somewhat sympathetic. Unlike in the 90s anime, Fisheye is actually my favorite character in Amor Eternal. And then there's a scene in Petite Etrangere where the Senshi have to fight clones of themselves. So you saw his clone is defective. Ami apologizes to her clone. Mina sings in harmony with hers. Rei makes a sign to label herself as the original. And Makoto takes her clone down using grappling and wrestling moves. So I guess we gotta watch the musicals now. I told you uh clarissa thank you so much uh if we do the if we do the musicals absolutely uh you are invited onto the show to help us talk about them and i think we should jordan maybe as a break before we get into stars oh we'll see i'm excited for stars yeah stars is also so good i really can't wait for you guys to get there because stars is my favorite season but it's like once we get to stars that's like it that's like see you at the crossroads time man that's true except that we're also gonna do pretty guardian (laughs) we'll see we'll see there's no way to actually watch pretty guardian right now but crystal there is um i mean legally that's what i was referring to (laughs) so i i want to mention something really strange that i just discovered Mm -hmm. i was trying to find the animatic that you were again to see if i could uh see it again Mm -hmm. and so i went on youtube it's not on youtube i know but I went on YouTube and I typed in Sailor Business. Uh-huh. And I discovered that someone took one episode of our podcast, put it on YouTube with 
like changing images, like like it has images from the the episode. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, this is just very weird and random. It's episode 123 is randomly on YouTube with still shots that kind of go along with what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not the only one either. Someone has put up, uh, I I think the same person has probably put up a bunch of them. That's the only one I could, I saw. Let's, when I Googled, when I typed in their business. Which is pretty weird. No, listen, that's totally cool. I mean, you know, I guess it's like they're not cutting out the part about the Patreon. (laughs) I would assume they don't. Um, I mean, and they link to our website. And they give us credit. Like I said, it just seems very weird to me. I was like, oh, wow, that's neat. I don't, I didn't even know that. I've heard of people posting uh, episodes of podcasts on YouTube, but I haven't heard of anyone doing like full like video component edits. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. They did do like all the episodes and they do have a link to our, our site on every single one, but they just didn't use the word sailor business in the description every time. Yeah, it just says Sailor Moon Podcast, so we won't find it. That's so random. Very weird. But that's cool. Like, listen, honestly, if that means more people, you know, listen to them, I'm I'm excited. How many views do these videos have? Not Most of them, not that many. Yeah. Although, shit, there's one that randomly has 536. Huh. And this one has a, over 1,000. And this one has over 2,000. Wait, it's very random which ones have a lot of views. Wait, which one has over 2,000 views? Number 60. The one with you with the chibi pointing the gun. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Does it? No, no pretty I mean, random. A good episode. I know, but it must be. It must be some. They must be laundering money or something. Like I don't understand why. <laughs> why there would be it's, you two thousand it views. It's all. It's all the Aiden Sullivan fans <laughs> in the house, of which I am number one. And well, you know what? The one, the other one with the most is is the next one. So. It's 60 and 61 are the ones that uh, have the most views. You might have a theory there. Secret YouTube Aiden fans. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> there are ones that have five views. I don't know. Look, as long as, as long as this guy's not monetizing it, go for it. Knock yourself out. Maybe let us know <laughs> next time. Oh, that's a good question. You know? I wonder if there's, if there's ads. I don't see ads. All right. Let's get back to the show. All right. All right. I'm going to get right into it. This is yet another scene of how dumb this show is and how it makes no fucking sense this season and how the bad guys are morons and totally stupid. Because we return to a scene of Fisheye hanging out with the fucking director by themselves for like 50 goddamn years. Hey, you know what that would be a perfect opportunity to do? I don't know. Uh, hit Maybe with the like, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. He's getting them warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> There's no warmth needed. Yes. <laughs> they yes. waste so much time. And specifically, I mean, they waste our time, which is. <laughs> it just, again, the only explanation, the only explanation that makes any sense to me is my half joking headcanon that they don't need to do this. They just really like it. They just like seducing people and are thinking, uh, and sh- this is Fisheye literally being like, yeah, I'm going to get with this director, become a famous ballerina, and then I don't have to deal with this circus shit ever again. I mean, that, I mean to be fair, that was basically Mehmet's deal, and we love Mehmet. Right. 
So. Right, but it was, but it made sense in the Met. But world. at least somebody was talking to the Met and being like, "Hey, you're bad at your job. Yes. <laughs> you're better at your job, please." <laughs> oh God. So anyway, it turns out Usagi and Chibi are spying on them on the in their romantic moment. And by the Most way, those Usagis. Yes, it's not even a real romantic moment. Like everything in this series, and especially this episode, it's it's Fisheye being like, "Hey, you know, hey, you and me," and the the director not yet having a chance to be like, "I'm not about this." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Usagi now thinks she's going to get the lead role for some reason. No, it's just her first step towards the lead role. Uh, right, 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 right. That's yeah, because he says, "Hey, hey." I want to see you later to talk about your perfect role. That is awesome. Why did they go to the studio? Were they going to like try to talk to him about Kiriko? Oh, no, I she said she left her really years. did leave her flats. Okay. I couldn't just decided to why they, they were there. <laughs> She's forgetful. We cut to the theater where, uh, Kiriko has come back and she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to just do this production because I believe in this play. Let's do it. I guess it's not a play. I guess it's a ballet is what it actually is, is the word for it. Um, I also like that we get some shots of Fish's Eye dancing. Uh, and he is like very clearly meant to be like technically perfect. But oh, there's yes. a part where he just sort of falls back into Yamagishi's arms. That's for some reason very funny to me. <laughs> I also thought that this was really funny. I don't know what it is about like... It's like how stiffly he falls, like the look flop. on his face, like like you might say like a like a fish flopping over. <laughs> so finally, after Fish Eye does this whole routine with him, he goes, "Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Now I will be able to get Kiriko to dance Giselle perfectly." And Fish Eye is like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's right. He was wrong for not explaining that well. <laughs> no, you're right. Again, it's it, it, it's like a it's like a it's like a Three's Company episode. It's like a, 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 a over the top ridiculous sketch premise that he would say things in the poorest way possible. But that being said, everybody was completing a lot of. Oh, it's a uh, what 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 is it? The the doctor on uh, Arrested Development. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't remember the doctor's name, but I know what you mean. He's all right. Yeah, we we yeah, exactly. He's all right. <laughs> he lost his left hand. Like he, I'm sorry, he's gone. You know, like he always says it in the awkward. Well, no, technically, what he said was accurate, but it, it got across none of the meaning that you were looking for. Great. So anyway, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I never even considered actually casting you in the role. I just wanted to watch you, like I kind of said. Kind of cruel to have Fisheye like dress up in the outfit and everything. <laughs> he is also completely emotionless as he's saying this. He's like, "Oh yeah," like <laughs> I had no like it should have been obvious what he meant. Oh, perhaps I was not clear. You are not good. <laughs> no, no, no. Fisheye is good, as you pointed That's out. Right. He says, "I agree. You have better technique." But uh, Kiriko is worse, which means she has room to grow. And so people will really like seeing her struggle or whatever. Now, what, I guess, again, what he didn't say was, and I guess, would again, would have made a little bit more sense. Hey, did you miss the part where I was casting children who have no clue to do anything? Like, this is a learning ballet? Like, no one's going to get famous off of this? What is this? What is this production? 
Uh, <laughs> so, of course, Kiriko hears all of this uh, because she's been literally waiting in the wings. But I'm. I mean, that wasn't a joke. This is what she's doing. Like, there's no metaphor uh-huh. involved. Uh, so, I I do like that Yamagishi is like, oh yeah, I danced with uh, this one over here, and now I know exactly what not to do with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no wonder. Like, it just like just stands there looking mad. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> oh. So finally, uh, we're back in. Oh the, no, because again, actually, the... you know what. <laughs> So speaking of science, it becomes the debate of whether or not you need you need heart in order to to dance. <laughs> because oh Fisheye is very much like I was perfect. Uh, it doesn't matter if I if I if I have warmth. Uh, it matters that I look good because this is a superficial art, <laughs> and uh, uh, that is not the lesson this show is trying to teach us. Opposite. Fisheye gets back in his costume. And says an amazing line, which is, how dare you make a fool of me? I own the patent on making fools of others. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, A, not true. (laughs) But also a very good line. Also a very good line. And C, complete nonsense. Like, is she going to take him to to IP court? (laughs) Hey, I have a question. Yeah? Kiriko is in love with the director. Yes. Is there anything to indicate he feels similarly? Nope. Not really? Like, because, like, I was going to say, there's a sequel episode here where she actually finds out he has no interest in her other than to, like, help her dance better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> oh, you made yourself sad. Yeah. Uh, so he gets one, two, three. The soul mirror comes out. Uh, we get Moon's double transformation. You know where it goes from here, pretty much. No, you don't. Well, for the next little bit, there's uh, I sticks his head in the mirror and it's like, oh. Not Pegasus, but uh, but you have some nice dreams. Gonna kill you now. <laughs> Seems oh. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to talk about that. Uh, because they never follow up on that. By which I mean not in this episode. I mean in general. Like the, the early on in the season, they they put forth this idea that they were like, yeah, we looked inside these people and we saw there was no Pegasus. But Pegasus can go from one person's dream to another person's dream. So. If we've already checked a beautiful dreamer, we have to kill them so that Pegasus can't go into them. Um, but they never follow up. There's never any, well, Sailor Moon stopped us from killing them at that point. But there's nothing to say we can't just go back to that temple and kill that girl because she still has beautiful dreams and Pegasus still could go back into them. So, And so then I was like, but technically we don't see most of these people ever again, so maybe they do. <laughs> Jordan, are you implying this show has continuity errors? Oh, no, I'm right now. I'm implying maybe the the Amazon trio is actually going around and murdering these people after the scouts stop caring about them. <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> like, there's only one of them active at a time. The other two are like, let's go see the guy from last week. Okay, bam. <laughs> Bold of you to assume that either of them care about cleaning up something someone else did. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Uh, so Fish's Eye summons the monster of the week, which is Kurumi Wario, the Nutcracker. I gotta say. Yeah? I think this episode and next episode, and and then as I started thinking about it, kind of a whole bunch of them, I sort of feel like they're writing the monster scenes nowadays as, like, parodies of the monster scenes. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> like they're not. They are progressively sillier. They really are. And, and they started out pretty silly. <laughs> yes. Remember the first episode of Sailor Moon, like episode one with the terrifying yeah. creature that replaces Naruto's mother. And now, like, well, in- that's because that was a Naoko Takeuchi right. creation. Yes. But I love this because the lines that uh, Los Dos Usas have uh, at the start of this fight, Chibisa goes, "Oh, it's another weirdo." <laughs> I don't want to. Deal <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Can we just kill it? <laughs> Which is great. Which, of course, is very offensive to Kurumi Wario, who gets to do his bit. He gets to do his act. I like the fish eye just like portals out. Yeah. So he does what Chris uh, described earlier when they were talking to me, where he, his, he res- revolves his midsection how many times? 31. Why 30? No, it must be 32. Yeah. They also have a debate, by the way, where Chibiusa goes, can we get rid of him, like, right away this time? <laughs> it's like, again, they know they're on the show. Like, hey, are we 20 minutes in yet? Now he, so he does this ballet stuff, and then he's like, now you guys do it. And they're like, what? We can't do that. A tutu attacks Sailor Moon, proving that she's fat. Rough. Rough. Like it's, it's just a tight tutu. They, yeah. She spins around and it bursts off of her. And like later on, fucking Mamoru is going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's a good thing you're a little fat because that's what saved you this time, which is fuck off, dude. Um, Do we, th- Chris, I, you know what? The answer is going to be no. I'm pretty confident, but I hope. Yes. Uh, in the In the game, it tells us how tall the scouts are. It doesn't tell us what they weigh, right? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I can find out real quick. Yeah, let's find out. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I think it just says like height, blood type. Right, 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 right. I'm going to type in, I'm going to Google how much does Sailor Moon weigh? Oh my God. It complete. It auto completed. When I typed in how much does Sailor. That's because you searched it before. It was like Moon weigh. Did you weirdo. Or Google's listening. That's also possible. Let's see. A court. Oh, wow. I actually, there's an answer. Where is it getting this information? On a site called JapaneseAnimeUK.com, it has a Sailor Moon profile page where it says Sailor Moon weighs 99 pounds. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to check the out. Uh, here we go. So where did they printed this book in pink ink? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a good design choice. Uh, no, quite bad, actually. Uh, nope, does not have the weight listed in the RPG book. Well, don't worry about it. She's 99 pounds. 4'11". Yep, it does say that. Huge. Here, let's see, let's, see, let's see how much it says Sailor Jupiter weighs. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 124! Solid muscle. Mm-hmm. Solid mm-hmm. muscle. So, Sailor Moon almost throws up, and <laughs> uh, the monster is getting ready to to murder them with start shooting nuts out of it. There's no way, real way to phrase it. Walnuts. Walnuts yeah. come out and they're exploding and so it's just exploding nuts everywhere. But it's it's super weird. It really really is because well for okay, two things. First of all, he does a move he calls Grand Bartman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I I was like that must be some ballet term that I don't know. Not you don't know not how to do as, the Bartman? <laughs> I have heard how to do the Bartman in the past, yeah. but 
Is that what it, they can't be referencing? Do the Bartman? Can they? Surely not. Surely not. Um, because because I I googled Bartman ballet and I got like people whose names were Bartman, but I did not see a move that was called. Is it maybe like the name of a famous ballerina or something? Um, I mean, maybe maybe. Let's see. Huh. Bartman ballet. It didn't come up like as a as a wikipedia page of someone like okay. it but like there's a person named kelsey bartman who is a dancer for the for texture contemporary ballet but i i don't think that's who they're talking about <laughs> somehow i doubt it um yeah it was just super weird anyway grand bartman so that's the first part that's weird about the nut move right the second part that's weird is that walnuts come out of his head Mm -hmm. Oh, and they're like, is that his brain? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a logical question. Also, at this point, we have given up on the whole circus metaphor. Yeah, this this is not a circus man. What's a nutcracker for the ballet ballet. man? Yeah, he's a ballet man from from that great. Maybe it's Cirque du Soleil. But the part, but the part that doubly, okay, triply. I don't know how many weirds we're at at this point. One hundred and forty-six. I think weird. Is that? I don't know. This is, he looks, oh my God, I'm sorry. He's a wooden doll man. And I think we all understand how nutcrackers work. They have a little jaw that opens and closes Mm -hmm. and you put a nut in it and it cracks it. And it looks like he has that kind of jaw because he's got a little like, you know, wooden slat jaw that the nutcracker would have. And yet that's not how he cracks the nuts. (laughs) His entire torso slides up and reveals a metal jawed cavity in his stomach. Yeah. And what? then he says, uh, dance in hell. Yes, he does. Good. But then. <gasps> it's back. Yeah, Jordan insisted that yeah, we put sound back in. It's very important. It actually is. It very is important. very important. <laughs> yes. So. Thank you. Tuxedo Mask shows up. Our buddy. Tuxedo mm-hmm. Mask. Our good friend everybody's best friend tuxedo mask uh says that he won't forgive (laughs) won't forgive this monster and announces himself as tuxedo mask in the new dub you know what emily do you want to take it i would love to okay uh the nutcracker man mishears the phrase tuxedo mask and jordan would you like to take a guess as to what it is that he thinks the tuxedo mask has said because i guarantee you're not gonna get it i'm sure i won't i'm in in the in the subtitled version it said taxi damask in the new dub that viz has graced us with he thinks he heard him say torpedo ass (laughs) yeah he goes you say torpedo ass I rewound the video just to make sure I heard that right. Oh, that's adorable. So I hope you're ready for uh, us to never call Memorio Chiba Tuxedo Mask again on this show. Torpedo ass. He is torpedo ass forever <laughs> and ever. So can we talk about what he says, though, too? Because I wrote down that he was racist because <laughs> the thing that he won't forgive is that he's a doll, basically. <laughs> He's like, he literally says, okay, he, I will quote him directly. You are a menacing doll terrorized by a midsummer's nightmare. I, Tuxedo Mask, will not forgive you. 
I torpedo ass. <laughs> Will not forgive you. Right, but he literally. But again, he says you are a doll terrorized by a nightmare. I won't forgive you. Maybe it has to do with the nightmare part. But that. But if I was like Chris, you had a nightmare. I will not forgive you. <laughs> that sounds like something you would say. Yeah, I would say you piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, he hates. He hates. Uh, he hates uh, dolls, and he's a torpedo ass. Apparently, yes. So uh, this gives them the chance to summon Pegasus. Yeah, yes, the confusion of his name. He didn't hurt the doll in any capacity. The doll is sitting there going, "I'm sorry, what? What did you say?" And that is what. It's just his job to distract them. <laughs> That's his whole purpose, is to distract the enemy long enough for Usagi to do something. He should show up and mumble. Hey! So the villain will always go, what? And then they can kill it. And they do. They kill it. Ding, 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 ding. So long, Nutcracker Man. Stage out. Yeah, he stages right out. And then, Chris, what does he say to Sailor Moon? He tells her she's fat, which is bad. Yeah, I think you're going to need to go on a diet. I guess she's like, tuxedo mask, I need a hug. And he's like, you need to go on a diet. Also, she's like, hey, wait. So you saw the part where we were being attacked by the monster and you just stood there. And you could have, like, you could have intervened then and you didn't. And he's like, well, I mean, you know. And then Chibi is like. You got to learn yeah. how to do things for yourself, Usagi. But, well, that's what Chibi says. You, Memo doesn't say that. Chibi says that. Yeah. I feel like she would have a better uh, leg to stand on there if Tux, uh, Torpedo Ass didn't show up every week to instruct her. Cut to... I like... There's... Hold on. Real quick. There's a difference here between the subtitles and the dub that I think was a good improvement because uh, in this scene, Chibiusa tells Usagi she needs to stop eating mm-hmm. so many sweets. But in the dub, she just says she needs to take better care of herself, oh. which I think is a little yeah, bit right. better. So cut to the performance. It's going along nicely. Uh, the scouts are, for some reason, wearing the exact same outfits as they coincidentally were apparent, probably at least, what, weeks, months ago when they signed? All of this takes place in one day. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I guess that's I guess that's what happened. And again, most of them are wearing dresses. That's not a big deal. Come on, Ray. Class it up a little. No. No, this is the perfect, this is the perfect outfit. Boob window crop top to the ballet. Yeah. Didn't you call that outfit classy earlier in the yeah, episode? That, this is what I was referring to. I was referring to the fact that Ray wears it to the ballet. <laughs> so, hey, remember how Usagi said she was going to have the perfect shining role yeah. for this episode? Yeah. It is certainly shining. She's playing the moon? Right. Which means I like, feel like this is also a fat joke. I feel like it might be, because she's just like in the moon with her head sticking out yes. which is not that's not necessary right. <laughs> first of all she's not playing anything second of all i've i did ballet as a child and no one would ever cast someone to play a stationary object right. like that right there's no lines in the ballet well, no one needs to say anything be shouting and crying for the entire performance <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of like again, if this was a a play uh, uh, for like kindergartners, and there was a child standing in a moon costume crying the entire time, you could understand. <laughs> but this is a middle school girl. Yes, the end. The end of the episode, and now it's time for us to talk about what we learned 
it's time for Sailor Business Says. So, uh, Emily, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? I learned that sometimes all of your friends and also your daughter and your future husband are just going to call you fat. Yikes. Yikes. Wait, wait, but what do you do with that information? Uh, get better friends, I guess. <laughs> get better friends. Okay. I like it. I learned, uh, you know what? I learned the proper lesson. I learned that you shouldn't say things like a fucking idiot. You should explain what you mean so that everyone doesn't freak out at you and jump to the wrong assumptions based on your vague nonsense. How about you, Chris? Uh, I le- I'm sorry. Did you say torpedo ass? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's not like I, said, I feel like this is the best fish's eye episode because it's <sighs> we don't we at least don't get the weird bar scenes that are always mega creepy in retrospect let, let me look at this let me look None at this of it like, makes sense but it's all for babies so wait what about the one with the, the horseman no it was still bad like the horseman was good what about the one with the well no that was not good <laughs> Yeah, the the fashion design one. Uh, Uh, Emily, do you have any thoughts on this episode? I I actually really like Fisheye, but I think most of it is just I like Fisheye's like design, except when he's in that uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man suit that I hate. But um, I don't know. Like I liked this episode. I just wish that it hadn't had all the the fat shaming. It felt like. It contributed literally nothing to the episode and it wasn't even like the point like in the in episode two part of the point is that she's trying to lose weight but here they're just like dogging on her the whole time and it's really it's it's really dumb yeah but i like this episode the people who wrote this episode were sitting there going you know what there's been a real epidemic of slightly overweight ballet people ballerinas and i want to put a stop to this to be you know who needs to be more body shame Uh, it's dancers definitely like they they, you really they've been getting off way too easy (laughs) uh yeah the the more we talk about it the less i like it i think but i still think it's the best fishes i ever said no the horseman Uh, was better the horseman was better i will say this infinitely skippable oh yeah like accomplishes nothing other than we have a sailor moon episode this week yeah this is a hundred and ten percent filler yeah yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, Genki Yoshimura, but you uh, dropped uh, the ball on this one. Funny you say ball preview for next week. <gasps> oh, that's right. Uh, so wait, do you say Genki Yoshimura like you know he's done good ones in the past? Like, what else did he do? It looks like uh, a well, bunch. Of, looks like he only started uh, this season. So yeah, one thirty-one. He did much of it. Look, I think he might have written all the Fish's Eye episodes because he wrote the the fairy episode. And the fashion episode. Uh, uh, and the fashion episode. And this one. Uh, designated fisheye expert. And not the horse one. Which was better. Yeah. Uh, look at, really looking forward to uh, his work on The Secret of Pegasus, The Handsome Guardian of the Dream World. Really? A, a dentist of terror didn't appeal to you? <laughs> that one, actually, I am looking forward to. <laughs> 
before we get out of here, Emily, can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at mpandonata, which I will not spell for you. Figure it out. Uh, I also have a podcast that was inspired by this podcast, and it is about revolutionary girl Utena called Imagine Me and Utena. Mm. We are almost finished with the manga. We finished the whole show and the movie, and now we're doing the manga. And after we finish everything Utena, we're going to do Yuri Kuma also known as lesbian bear storm which i'm very yes. excited about i have not seen any of it and i am aggressively avoiding spoilers so do not at me do not at me uh and i also have another podcast called the fresh podcast market where my friend Teresa and i make up dumb podcast ideas and that's about it that's where you can find me is there just a lot less utina then there is sailor moon is that why you got through it so much faster than us or are you just more responsible than us <laughs> i'm definitely not more responsible there's only 39 episodes oh, okay, of the okay. original utena anime all right that that makes me feel less shamed that you've been inspired by us and are almost done <laughs> yeah there's 39 episodes of the anime five volumes of the manga one movie and one movie manga and then a couple of manga that have come out in the past few years that are like little short stories set after the end of the story oh yep cool i you guys definitely need to check out utena it's it's um it needs some trigger warnings but it's very good all right uh jordan where can everybody find yes. us online you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find Sailor Business at Sailor Business or at SailorBusiness.com. And you can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does a bevy of podcasts, all of which you should check out if you're interested. How about you, Chris? You can find me by going to the-isb.com. That has links to everything. Gotta put the Apocrypals link up there. Still haven't done it. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe that'll be my my project for the day, and then I can go to bed feeling like I've accomplished something. You can find this show at Sailor Business, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com <laughs> with anything that won't fit into a tweet or anything you want me to see. Because, <laughs> you know, because I uh, don't like getting on Twitter. You know, it's oh. bad. It's a bad, it's a bad place. Bad website. It's probably, you're probably better off. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be so wonderful. Yeah, well, back you know, back in the silver millennium, it used to before. be my playground. No, God, uh, that does it for episode <laughs> one hundred and forty-five <laughs> of Sailor Moon. We will be back with another short title uh, next time with Juban Holiday, the Carefree Princess. It's one that doesn't make any sense. That's true. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. begin. First, we're going to start with our balance and extension. Then we'll move into pirouettes and head rotation. Anyone who can't do one of these exercises will be turned to trash.
What do we do? I say we turn him to dust right now. Ladies, pay attention. Huh? The secret to a proper spin is to keep your eyes focused on one spot while you let your assorted wooden body parts turn around and around and around like so. Whoa! Amazing! And always finish with a nice pose. So do I get a standing ovation? That was great! Really excellent! <laughs>